Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. Uh, This time we're going to talk about what is called the Mozart effect. And we'll be pulling from the Medical Daily website as a reference just to get us started. So what is this? What is this Mozart effect? Well, it says there that our ability to concentrate is affected by the ambient noise that fills our environment. For example, the catchy choruses of pop music, they burrow into our brains, which disturb concentration. At the same time, the delicate lilt of classical music actually immerses us in focus. It's a casual observation, but an important one, and something that researchers have come to classify as the Mozart effect. A 1993 study first described this. Students that were played one of Mozart's sonatas performed better on a 15-minute test than the students who heard verbal relaxation cues and instructions or just plain silence. In the years since the original study, countless other scientists have all discovered the similar thing. The latest research questions the effect of prolonged classical music exposure on children and whether their developing brains absorb the effect in the long run. I found this really interesting, but what got me was not that classical music potentially helped you. I could see that. But it outperformed silence. How interesting is that? I'm going to share something with you. I have a nice memory of my father. Um, He used to do woodworking or he would paint canvases in his garage. And while this stuff would happen, he would play classical music while he was working. It seemed to be so peaceful. He was in his element. But I never thought that the music itself may have made him a better woodworker or a better painter but that might actually have been happening. Uh, According to the Music Strive website, it doesn't stop there. This article notes other potential benefits to listening to classical music. For example, it says classical works have different movements and sections that can sound and feel very different from each other. This leads to your ear getting challenged when it can't latch on to something that constantly repeats itself like pop music does, your ears will be doing a bit of brain work even if you're just listening to classical music in the background while doing something else. Another benefit, as down as someone may be feeling, classical music tends to boost your dopamine levels if you listen to it regularly. Now, it's not going to completely cure anything, But according to studies, it goes a really long way in helping. Along with that dopamine boost comes reduced stress. Uh, The music has an extremely calming effect on most individuals. Playing it softly in the background can actually make you feel at peace 
with your environment. Now, classical music is not the only style of music that has listening benefits. However, it tends to have the most benefits out of all the styles out there. And the thing is, is you don't need to turn into a classical music purist from now on, but you'll definitely benefit from listening to it from time to time. Let's go pop culture. Think of how classical music and pop culture completely affects your movie watching experience. Imagine, for example, Star Wars without the music. Its theme isn't there, or the music that's played during the special parts of movies to enhance the movie atmosphere. Uh, think of the original Christopher Reeve Superman movie music, or Once Upon a Time in the West by Ennio Morricone, or seriously, can you picture Jaws without the classical music? The music was essentially a character in Jaws. What about The Godfather without its theme from Nino Rota or E.T. the Extraterrestrial without its wonderful score by John Williams? So simply put, those would have all been completely different cinematic experiences without the classical music. They were all great films, but music in a lot of ways bonded us to those films, sparked the emotional push over the edge in all of those films. And dare I say, per the research, probably on some level provided the potential for a smarter movie experience. Non-thematic classical music also makes appearances in movies as we essentially, again, view them as guest stars in the movies. They change the feel of a movie. Uh, in Amadeus, obviously, the film is packed with Mozart pieces, including excerpts from The Marriage of Figaro and Don Giovanni, and most famously, Mozart's Requiem. Uh, even a movie like The Shining, you can almost say that that movie co-starred Bartok's music for strings, percussion, and Celesta, and the music of Polish composer Krzysztof Penderecki. In the movie Shine, the Rachmaninoff third concert is really the anchor of that film. And then you have something like Beethoven's Ode to Joy, where isn't that in movies? It's in dozens of films, starring as a guest star, essentially, including such diverse films as Dead Poet Society, Get Smart, and Raising Arizona. The movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, brought certain classical pieces completely into popular consciousness. Roger Ebert said in his review of that movie that the classic music chosen by Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, exists outside the action. It uplifts. It wants to be sublime. It brings a seriousness and a transcendence to the visuals. Remember, too, in that movie, in the beginning, it starts with a black screen. And that's it. But why do you keep watching it? Well, it's grounded by... Legetti's atmospheres. There's there's no music, or there's music, but there's no images at all. Until the triumphant burst of Strauss's uh, Sprecht Zarathustra announces loudly that this is not going to be your typical space film. 
my mother was a piano teacher the entire time that I lived with my parents. I heard a lot of classical music. I found as a younger person, I could respect it, but I rarely would have chosen to listen to it. That, though, has changed. Uh, headphones in a comfortable place or while I'm typing or just trying to think, I find that I actually crave it sometimes. I also crave different music for the same reasons, like Japanese koto music or ambient music. The point of all of this in our considering the Mozart effect is to emphasize that not only is classical music a very listenable and viable option to listen to on its merit, but it may even help us to be better and smarter and more focused and less rushed. Let's close with this thought from Mozart himself. He said this, Neither a lofty degree of intelligence nor imagination, nor both together, go to the making of genius. Love, love, love. That is the soul of genius. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Sleep Tight Beethoven and Leave Tchaikovsky Alone playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Sleep Tight Beethoven and Leave Tchaikovsky Alone. I am going to try my best not to butcher these names like I probably already butchered some of the ones up to this point. But here's our 10 songs. Track number one is Claire de Lune by Debussy, played by Martin Jones. Number two is Mozart's Piano Concerto Number no. 21 in C Major by Howard Sheely and the London Mozart Players. Number three, we have a Bach piece, The Well tempered clavier book one played by andras schiff number four lauren maisel and leoxtra nationale de france with hosts venus the bringer of peace number five nocturne number two in e flat by chopin played by elizabeth leonskaja Number six, a piece by Brahms, played by Jack Liebeck, called The Violin Concerto in D, Adagio. Number seven, a spirited work by Schubert, called The Trout Quintet Finale, played by Boris Berezovsky and the soloists of the Royal Opera House Orchestra, Convent Garden. Number eight, Vocalise, number 14, by Rachmaninoff played by Stislav Rostropovich. Number nine, Vittorio Monti's Sardas, played by Nicola Benedetti. Number 10, Denis Matsuv with the famous work by Tchaikovsky called The Piano Concerto Number no. 1 in B-flat, Allegro non troppo e molto maestoso, Allegro con spirito. If you're thinking, I don't know about this, I guarantee you that at least six, maybe seven, maybe eight out of 10 of these you've heard before. You may not know what they are unless you're someone who loves classical music or who can identify classical music, but you're going to find this a very wonderful listening experience. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, 
sleep tight Beethoven and leave Tchaikovsky alone. Well, we'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Irvington, New Jersey, Euless, Texas, Davenport, Iowa, first time we're in that state, welcome. And outside of the United States, we have listeners for the first time in Zealand in the Netherlands. Welcome to Refresher. Everyone, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends, that would be amazing. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be amazing. Whether you do, though, or whether you don't, I always say this, I always mean this, come back anytime and enjoy the show. It is yours. Also, merchandise, books that I've written, t-shirts, and all that good stuff can be found at our website, which is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.